and welcome to Raven Conversations, the show where we bring you the news and information around the Washington National Guard. On this episode, Joe and I sit down with Lieutenant Colonel Jason Kramer, Director of Plans Integration and Execution for the 194th Wing. We talk about how the 194th Wing is becoming the wing of the future and its special mission. If you're interested in co-hosting or have an idea for a future show, please reach out. Our information is in the show notes. Okay, enjoy. Bigfoot country is earthquake country. If an earthquake were to happen right now, what would you do? When you feel the ground shaking, drop, cover, and hold on. Do not run or you may be injured by things falling. Remember, if you are near the ocean, the ground shaking is your warning that a tsunami may be coming. After the shaking stops, move to high ground and stay there. Make sure to listen to local emergency officials. Have enough supplies to be self-sufficient for two weeks after a disaster. For more information about earthquakes in Washington, visit mil.wa.gov preparedness. All right, so we're joined by Lieutenant Colonel Jason Kramer, and you're the 194th Plans and Programs just manager, director? Yeah, that's right. All right, cool. And today we're going to talk about the 194th. Which is a fantastic unit, very diverse. Thank you. Yeah, very diverse. So let's just do like a little, what is the 194th introduction for everybody who's listening? Well, Colonel Welsh likes to say that the 194th wing is the wing of the future. We have about 800 airmen across the state of Washington and actually multiple locations, three different bases, and uh, they're doing a lot of different amazing things. We have two operations groups. Um, most Air Force wings focus on you know just one thing. They get tankers in the air or get bombs on target, but we have a cyber operations group that's very diverse, and we also have an air support operations group that helps... Uh, essentially call in bomb strikes in support of the Army. Uh, and then along the way, we have a medical team, and we also have a mission support group that covers a variety of functions. So very busy uh, and very useful uh, group of airmen. Cool. Which is fantastic. So on the Army side, um, it's kind of like the 56IO. We've got two IO battalions, an MI battalion, and two special operations uh, groups. So I, I feel your, your wings... You've got multiple mission sets, not just one. It's not just bombs on target. It's a lot of things going on. Yeah, it's great. And even to broaden the scope a little bit, it was great to be shoulder to shoulder with the 56 IO folks out at the Wildland Fire Academy last week. Right there. See? So Perfect. we, uh, you know, not only do we have the, the wing mission set, but we right. also work the state mission set and um, keep people busy and engaged. And the neat thing is it's not just, you know, keeping up to Air Force standards, but in a lot of ways we're really leading the way, particularly in the cyber industry. Right. So we had Colonel Borchers on, I want to say, at the beginning. Like yeah, the like beginning episode of two the or podcast. three. Yeah. Which, by the two. way, this is, we're we're like 25 episodes in now at this point. Oh, man. So. You guys are like, you know, this is basically a rerun, rerun status. You guys are <sighs> popular. We're like syndicated already, probably. Yeah, new for those that uh, didn't know, we are on iHeartRadio now. Well, not that'll be new to the people who listen to the SPP one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. When this sure. airs. That's awesome. That's <laughs> really yes, cool you guys are did. doing that. And, uh, yeah. Also, everybody, Joe's here. Yeah, Joe's here. Jason's know. deployed still. And so. uh, 
uh, as you heard, he's mandated to talk about the IO whenever he gets a chance because <laughs> that's chance, where he writes. Any chance, girls at Sophie, <laughs> he gets paid five dollars every time. time. <laughs> we'll make no. a cha-ching sound every time he drops the. No, I uh, yeah, it's that Hulu. Hulu yeah. has live sports, ching kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, and which Hulu needs to now pay me for saying that. So, um, we do not endorse Hulu. Just no. <laughs> gonna put that in there. Uh, <laughs> so back to back to actual wing conversations. We do endorse I, the wing. I do remember. Uh, when the 194th was the regional support wing and you guys changed the name to just the wing. Mm -hmm. Um, Any history upon that name change you can speak of at all? I I think it was, it was a big sticking point because it wasn't just, you guys weren't just supporting the region. You guys were supporting the worldwide fight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think it's just part of the coming of age of the wing as an organization. uh, And it's really appropriate now that, you know, like I said, as the wing of the future, we were one of the first wings to have that unique brand of just the 194th wing without a any sort of special qualifier there. You know, a lot of wings would be the air refueling wing or the fighter wing. And uh, it's pretty awesome that we're just the 194th wing, you know, as a brand, if you will, because, um, you know, our identity is more than just one specific mission. Uh, and our, our airmen, you know, are more diverse than that uh, right. so it's it's pretty cool and regional support obviously would underplay you know our operational missions that we do so glad to see where we are and um, excited to see you know where the wing goes forward from here cool what's the most exciting thing for your wing of the future that you guys have have had uh, going on or you have going on right now well I tell you, for me personally, I get excited about the domestic operations mission, which right. is obviously a state mm-hmm. mission. Um, but that's exciting for me because that's what I get to help coordinate, you know, from the wing staff level is uh, make sure that, you know, our ring is prepared and ready to do the, uh, for instance, in the summertime, the wildland firefighting mission. Uh, so I enjoy that. And it's it's interesting to see, you know, the volunteerism that we get from around the wing where people are raising their hands and they're saying, you know, yes, I'm an intelligence troop. And Yes, I have a day job at Microsoft, but I'm also willing to take on this third thing as a wildland firefighter and grow right. that specialty. And I think that's really cool because it speaks to just the character of uh, the folks that are in our wing. They're willing to take on those additional challenges and go outside their comfort zones to do that. Um, having a, a background in the 111th, I also get pretty excited about the uh, the TACP mission and just the the role that those folks have and bringing warheads on foreheads and helping, uh, you know, spread democracy. So. so we haven't talked to anybody about the TACP mission yet. Can you just go into that a little bit more in depth for the listeners? Sure, absolutely. So um, my background is I was an AWACS pilot, um, so worked in the command and control um, career field and then uh, spent some time as a, a drill status guardsman uh, in the 111th ASOS, uh, again, working in um, command and control operational level stuff there so I was not a uh, you know boots on the ground JTAC kind of guy but I got to work alongside the folks that were and uh, the TACP is a great mission because the whole purpose of the mission is to take all the strengths that the Air Force can bring to the fight and help with the planning and the communication and the coordination to bring those effects onto a battlefield in support of a ground component commander so the army's not going you know operating in a silo separate from the air force uh, so that we're there um, you know intermixing and supporting them all the way down to the battalion level and and on up and 
uh, it's a great thing I think uh, for our folks on the ground to see those um, you know loud jet aircraft coming in to do a show of force or or bring some uh, some hate to the bad guys and uh, it's a quite a big uh, operation to uh, bring that chain of events you know into fruition but our folks do it really well uh, and they're they're real pros down there and uh, we have a lot of folks that have a great deal of combat experience and uh, you know it's it's an honor to serve with them so from an outsider's perspective i'm going to ask the question everyone's interested in what's the difference between the 111th and the 116th asos so the 111th and 116th would be um of partner organizations uh, just with a different focus as far as uh, what level of um, I guess uh, echelon they're focusing on or, or level of, of employment so the the 116th focuses on integrating at the brigade and battalion levels um, to help you know connect the customer with the service provider in this case you know you know boots on the ground army folks with airborne aircraft uh, you know that's the JTAC role and the ALO role as far as advising uh, the leadership into building air into their plans uh, the 111th on the other hand uh, is going to be supporting at the division level uh, to integrate um, air operations uh, into the divisions planning and the divisions fires uh, and uh, really making sure that the the requests that have been put in are, are fulfilled and that we are um, bringing aircraft where they're supposed to go. So I, I sort of think of it like uh, the 116th it would be like the firefighter first responders and the 111th is like the dispatch center. Okay. You know, they're, they're, they're feeding those first responders and getting them, you know, getting them what they need. But that, that's just the way I think of it. There's probably a better analogy out there. From an outsider, I mean, that's, that, that helps clear it up. Um, I mean, you see both units on camera, and you're like, what's the actual difference between them, you know, and that I know we never really kind of told us that, so I appreciate yeah. that. No, no problem. I mean, it's same industry, same, um, you know, functions, and you have people with, uh, you have JTACs in both units, um, but they're, the focus and the, the mission that they're executing is um, complementary but different between the two squadrons. Makes sense. Yeah, what are some of the things going on over on the cyber side right now? the 252 and the 262 well those guys are very busy <laughs> they're very busy uh, in a lot of different things the uh, one thing that people don't necessarily bring up uh, often but I'll, I'll actually throw a, a different unit out there the 194th is uh, on the state mission side which as i said that's you know kind what of does stuff is I stand for sorry intelligence squadron thank go. you the 194th intelligence squadron on the um, state mission side they've developed this uh, really unique capability um, that allows them to support civilian incident commanders with um, imagery analysis of open source imagery that um, you know is out there and feed the incident commanders with assessments for example in a hurricane is this hospital still accessible or is it damaged and they're able to take some of their um, skills mm. and look at open source imagery and say you know, give a specific answer to that question. And so the, then the incident commander can know, okay, I have this resource available or I don't, or maybe I need to send somebody to fix that or clear a road. And it can be really awesome to have not only a bird's eye view, but a bird's eye view that's been assessed and looked at and getting a little bit of detail. And so that's a, one of our domestic operations capabilities that 
the cyber operations group uh, is able to bring to the fore and it's it's been utilized uh, quite a bit in this last year especially uh, around the hurricane season right. mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's something that I'm excited to see more of coming down the pipe yeah, it's very geospatial uh, analysis going on there and mm -hmm. uh, I, I always get asked as an intel guy on the army side um, by air folks you know what's the difference between your MI battalion and our intel squadron and we're a humid CI uh, SIGINT battalion whereas you guys are more geospatial right you know the language capabilities that we do on the army side sure. but there are some dual missions I believe that both the army and air intel folks can do uh, during the domestic operations that would work together yeah, and it's a it's a pretty awesome thing to think that we could have, you know, in the spectrum of, you know, a disaster, you know, that you could have maybe a, an auxiliary unit like the Civil Air Patrol mm -hmm. uh, gathering, you know, imagery of uh, a disaster, you know, maybe maybe a landslide and uh, feeding that into the, you know, incident commanders. And then we could also provide some support in analyzing that data and um, turn it, translating it into something useful. Cool. I don't know anything about the Intel stuff because I just open source it up <laughs> in my public affairs world. Uh, um, what else is happening over at the 184th? Anything more? I'm trying to think. Uh, there was a lot well, of information at the beginning and I don't remember any of it <laughs> because I have a horrible memory, which is why I record everything. Like when I take interviews and stuff, I don't even write it down because I can't write fast enough. So, um, what are we missing? We talked about JTEX. We talked about Intelligence Squadron. We touched on cyber, although we know that they were huge uh, during election yep, cycle. During are they doing any work state-wise to get ready for the next election? Do we know? Well, I, I guess I would just foot stomp that they did do some great work uh, getting ready for the last election Amazing, cycle. Yeah. And uh, that was, I think, pretty widely publicize appropriately so and you know i know that that's that's not something where they're just you know hit cruise control and disengage and you know that's the end of it you know it's something going to be an, super going to be an, an ongoing emphasis item you know for for the state and uh, we also have some you know great stuff going on uh, in our other uh, units as well our medical team just did a uh, humanitarian assistance uh, actually in the state of hawaii okay. yes. um, and they do some really neat things out there where they can get some training and get some hands-on practice while they're also supporting uh you know civilian population with humanitarian assistance and that was a, a very big lift for them and um they did some really neat things out there so it's it's great to see that uh, our mission support group is doing a, a wide variety of things um, and so yeah we got a lot cooking e even our uh, our wing pa shop has been busy they're just launching a, a new app to try to connect our our wing members with kind of the latest and greatest information in a in an easy way and stay connected with our our part-time folks you know on an ongoing basis um and yeah we're uh and we're spinning uh one thing i've noticed and i've read uh is uh innovation through the wing you guys do kind of a, a shark tank if you will um kind of setting where where members can come in and they can pitch an idea. Um, kind of talk about that more. I, I, I find that interesting. You guys are, are reaching out to everyone across the wing and saying, what is it that's going to make this place better? Oh, thank you for asking about that. I'm really excited about that project as well. We So Colonel Welsh likes to talk about 
how something that he's very passionate about is our our airman experience you know Mm -hmm. when an airman comes into the organization what is their experience really like you know and we assess that with things like climate surveys that you know we we push really broadly and you know the visibility goes all the way up to his level as the wing commander and they pay really close attention to all the inputs that come in and the comments and one of the mechanisms mechanisms that we have to try to improve that experience is to um, you know, give airmen a voice mm-hmm. and to, you know, put some resources behind, um, you know, good ideas. And so uh, the Air Force as a whole has promoted um, an initiative uh, where they call it Squadron Innovation Funds, where they allocate uh, money to the wings uh, for innovative purposes, experimenting with things. And what Colonel Welsh has decided to do with that is really offer a chance to to everyone to speak into that and you know what kind of innovation do we need where should we you know make some tests play with some things you know take some risk make some experiments to improve that experience and you know also get towards his priorities of building and sustaining readiness not failing an airman and developing the future and so it's great it's great when you can ask people for ideas but also say by the way we have money you know we can make these real you know and uh, we've done that the last couple of years, and it's been really interesting because we've gotten uh, a good variety of ideas that, you know, I definitely wouldn't have assumed. Uh, and uh, we've, you know, put our uh, money where our mouth is, you know, quite literally and trying to bring those ideas forward. And, you know, it's also pretty great to see those coming to reality because those are really extra projects mm-hmm. that people are submitting these ideas and then they're, they're essentially taking on this extra project of, you know, just because we throw money at them doesn't mean anything happens. They have to, they have to do a project and kind of bring something forward and turn it, you know, into something real. And, um, you know, for example, uh, you know, our, we have some uh, customer service training that's going to be happening that we're funding uh, this year. That was an idea submitted by our force support squadron and kind of hits into that. How can we improve our airman experience? Well, let's let's do some training. The commercial world is. They know how to do customer experience really well, maybe not as big of an emphasis in a you know a, a war fighting organization. So how can we take some some good lessons and apply them for ourselves? Another one is, uh, you know, how can we really establish what people are a part of? Right. Uh, because, you know, maybe as a, a, a weekend warrior, you're coming in and you're spending, you know, all year long drilling with your unit. You have a really busy schedule. You're focused on your training tasks. And after these, you know, call it 40 days of uh, exposure, you may not really have a good understanding of what your work is contributing to and what what you're part of, you know, the big picture wise. Uh, And so one of the innovation ideas that was put forward uh, by our PA and recruiting um, sections kind of in parallel uh, was to develop some uh, high impact mission videos uh, that help people see you know this is what we're contributing to and these are the missions that the 194th wing can accomplish and i kind of think of them like a you know like a football hype video you know but something they can show to their friends and family like this is what i do you know because that picture's worth a thousand words video's probably worth you know quite a bit more and uh, so we're, we're using some of those funds to uh, contract that out so we can get some high quality content and uh, you know it's under the guise of our PA shop and they've been working that really hard and I'm really excited to see what comes out of that that's really cool I know 
like whenever you have any kind of social media plan for a small business, they always talk about highlighting the customers because if they see themselves, it like makes them feel good about themselves. Sure. Yeah. So like that's a that's a pretty legit idea for how to show them what their experience is paying off. Well, there's so many stakeholders in this whole enterprise, right? I mean, there's, you know, family at home, you know, and there's extended family at home, and they're all supporting that, you know, guard, man or woman, to be here. And we need them here. We need them here really bad. We have a lot of uh, very important missions that are happening. And so if we can communicate, this is what they're doing and the impact they're making at home right you know or if we can communicate it to the member themselves maybe they're in a supporting organization they don't necessarily get to touch on the operations groups you know quite as regularly to give them a picture of what they're supporting while they're you know here um yeah it's a it's a good thing i'm excited about that project we we've had a, a variety of other projects as well so it's it's really been fun to see you know the ideas that are out there and um, see what we can make of them no, That's it's cool. it's fascinating. I, mean, I wish the army would do that. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to open that crack that can open army air force just just leave it you know leave the lid on the can you know. <laughs> no, it's it's fascinating. Um, just reading about it was about a year ago, I think that came out. Ish, um, and you guys have been doing it really since then, and it's just it. It's interesting only because I think we, we have people with ideas and we always like to say, you know, do they have the rank to change something or make an idea? And right. You're allowing that junior member who might be a senior airman or even an airman to come in and say, hey, I had this idea about something I think would work better. And you're you're hearing them out. You want to know what that idea is. So Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know, like, I've, I've interacted with the – you know, a lot of leaders here on the air side and the army side, and I think there's a common character of, you know, people care and they want to see things get better. And uh, it's nice that, um, you know, we we just have this opportunity through a process to allow that voice uh, to be heard. And uh, we have a little bit of money uh, to contribute towards that, you know. may not always be the case, but we have it right now, so we're going to take advantage of it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Um, on the uh, innovation side or just in, just in general? Yeah, just in general. I, I guess I'll just add that I'm, I am so grateful to be part of the Washington Guard. Like, it has been such a tremendous opportunity for me personally. And, you know, I think that it's so cool to see that we have, we have these federal missions that are important, they're real, they're ongoing. You know, you read the news articles every day about, you know, um, the kind of world that we live in. And then we have these state missions where you, they're real and they're pressing, you know, and, you know, we smell the smoke in the air and we, we read the articles every day. And then, you know, we have the opportunity to make an impact on the global stage through our security partnership program and, uh, you know, truly, you know, make a difference in, you know, the, Southeast Asia, Thailand, and uh, Malaysia, and, you know, I had spent uh, 11 years active duty, and um, they were great years, but the the breadth of the impact that I was able to make uh, was not nearly as um, just exciting as it is here in the Guard, uh, and, you know, I'll just color that with the, the type of leadership that we've, um, you know, interacted with, and that is 
um, overseeing our organization, you know, it's leadership that we can trust and that is taking us in a good direction and, you know, definitely does care about, you know, the folks that are out there and wants to see them stay. And, uh, you can't really ask for much more than that in an organization. You know, I've, I've worked, uh, I've worked on the other side and, you know, you, you can't beat this. Awesome. So, um, and you guys also are part of the SPP mission. So why don't you get into just sort of your experience with that and the kind of missions that you've done so far? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I guess I, I'll be talking more from my experience in uh, kind of coordinating um, budgets and things because I haven't, I haven't personally uh, set foot out on the SPP, SPP mission yet. I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, but from a coordination standpoint, it's been really interesting just seeing all the different irons in the fire uh, that we have. Um, you know, I know our, our Army component uh, is very active in the SPP mission as well, um, but it's been really great to see all the different things our air component uh, has cooking. The uh, Thailand SPP partnership uh, has been, um, I'd say, going uh, longer than the Malaysian partnership. The Malaysian partnership is... Um, so kind of being shaped as far as, uh, you know, how the air is going to support them. Uh, but they're both very interesting. And uh, Thailand specifically, um, you know, our operations groups, uh, both of the missions of our operations groups, the, the TACP and the, the cyber are both involved uh, supporting Thailand. And we also have some uh, uh, kind of initial stage um, uh, homeland defense. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, the... Uh, um, Homeland uh, Disaster Response. I, okay. I misspoke with the defense, but Homeland Disaster Response um, mission. They're they're uh, kind of getting uh, established in that as well. And so, I know it's uh, it's very exciting. Air Force Times actually published an article about our uh, support to Thailand and the new Thaita Thailand JTAC program uh, that is emerging. Um, I would say not necessarily, you know, full fledged, but it's it's emerging. You know, as a with the uh, SPP program support and uh, that was really neat to see that you know published nationally and uh, get the attention it deserves mm -hmm. cool. that's, it. that's all I got awesome. cool. thank, thank you, you. This is awesome.